Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. How many of you are excited about that first session? Praise God, praise God, praise God. You know, God just wants to deck us and load us with so much. Hallelujah. Like we all know, the theme for this conference is the scent of water. And it's found in Job chapter 14 verse 9. However, I would like to read from verse 7 so that we can get full context of what Job was saying in that place. So in Job chapter 14 verse 7 to 9 it says, and I'm reading from the NKJV. It says, for there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, that it will sprout again and that its tender shoots will not cease. Though its roots may grow old in the earth and its stump may die in the ground, yet, yet, at the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. I want you to take notice of some words here. It says, even if it is cut down. Then it says, even if it's tender shoots. It says, sorry. It says, even if its roots may grow old. And even though its stump may die in the ground. Those are Situations that are completely hopeless. You know, young men, they will say, oh, when somebody young dies, they say, oh, he was cut short. He was cut down in his prime. Some people, they are doing so well. And then they have an accident and they say, oh, his career was, was cut short. I remember... A particular guy, when I was working in a telecoms company, his career was moving on an upward trajectory. He was a young guy. And suddenly he became a manager of the call center. Everybody was looking at him with envy. But on a certain day, he was riding on his motorbike, those power bikes. And he was navigating a corner. He fell on the motorbike. While trying to gather himself to get up. Because it was a corner, it was a bend. A car didn't know he was there. Crushed him. And that was how he died. He was in his 30s. He was cut short. Hallelujah. Sometimes it looks as if, oh, everything is gone. I'm old. Things don't happen for me at this particular age. It may not necessarily be by old age. But you know, there are some times that some things they will say, oh, at this age, you know, you are old. You can imagine at 55, you say you are 
you are carrying vacancy application, you are looking for a job, they will say, ah, this is the time you are supposed to be retiring. Hallelujah. Takes me to the story of one, um, is, it, um, is it a restaurant? Sorry? Was it KFC? Kentucky Fried Chicken. The man was old. He was retired. At his age, he's supposed to go and be sitting at home. But that was when his own time started. So he says, even though the root may grow old, they look as if this is an old tree. As opposed to retire. Your old cargo is not a take on youth, mache, you know. It's time for the youth. Maybe his stump has even died in the ground. But I thank God for that verse that I said, yet. Yet at the scent of water. It will bud. When something is budding, it's looking like it's new. It's fresh. It's coming alive again. Not only will it bud, it says it will bring forth branches like a plant. It will become revitalized, re-energized. Looks like it's had never happened before. And that was the this, this situation of Job in this in this in this um, chapter in this book. If we look at the story of Job, you know the Bible records that he was the greatest in the East. He was a very rich man. You know, you'll say something. They'll say, Akpa dasi buruku. That you will go back. You will have retrogression in your life that may God never see. Let us see it. He said, It's even better not to be rich than to be rich and then become poor. That was the story of this man at this time of his life. He was rich. He was rich towards God. We saw it, how we used to pray, offer sacrifices. He was rich materially. He had cattle. He had donkeys. He had everything. And then he was rich in the fruit of his body. He had ten children. So in all ramifications, you will say this guy is set. This guy is made. Huh. Then one incident. One day. Just one day of his life. Changed his whole story. He experienced what people will never pray. To experience in their life. Let's summarize it. One, financial loss. It's not today that we have cattle rustlers. Lazo. It's not today that we have cattle rustlers. 
He said that they came from the east. They, they stole everything. They carried everything away. Bandits. Hey, yeah, I'm bandits. I'm bandits. It's not today. It's in the Bible. And they will come for only your cattle. They stole his donkey. They stole his camel. They stole his oxen. That is all of his tool of trade. All of his tool of trade is like I'm left-handed now. Somebody breaks my hand. That's my tool of trade. All of his tool of trade. They took it away and then they killed his servants. Only one remained to go and give the message. Then he suffered bereavement. All of his ten children died in one day. Plus the servants. The house collapsed on them. He had health challenges. Balls started coming out from his body from nowhere. Of course, we know the story. We know the back end that it was from the devil. But from the front end, that is what people will see. Is that not so? When things happen to us, they don't see the back end. They don't see it is the devil. They only see the front end. Ah, hey, he lost his job. Oh. Then he suffered abandonment. The woman that was supposed to be with him at his time of trouble left him and said, you can't cause God and die. At his lowest ebb in life, have we not met people like that? People that you are supposed to, 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 to be your strength. Just like the story that Pastor Sumba was saying. Did one that say, hey, hmm, hmm. This one is not ordinary. Say, cause God and die. What is the essence of your life? Kill and fania ye. You are not dead. You are not living. You are just a walking corpse. There is nothing to your name. When people speak negatively into your life, to the point where you feel like committing suicide, then his friends, childhood friends, that know him, I may not, may God not let you see people that will tell bad stories about you. People that know you, but when it is your time of trial, they will say, ah, only God knows. They used to call you, ah, ah, your own is too much. Are you the only one that is serving God? But just one small trial, he started asking him, Job, this one is not ordinary. Ah, no, it's not ordinary. Ah, you, are, you say you are the extraordinary woman. No, this one is not ordinary. How? You are committing sin. No, but it's just that people don't know. Maybe you don't sacrifice self. Maybe it's just boju boju. Maybe it's cover up. Maybe that church self. Maybe it's cover up. <laughs> they say you must have committed the sin. Even the sin that they committed, they cannot say. But they judged him. And said it's because you committed sin. You can't tell us that. Mm -mm. Bros, look, let's help you. Let's help you. Tell us what you did. They accused him falsely. Job fell from the point to which death, death would have been welcome to him. You know when Yoruba people, pardon me, I'm a Yoruba woman, they will say, Kuya Death is more profitable than shame. Are you in that situation? We say, God, ah, it's better to die. This is too much for one person to bear. 
if it is in this day and age, people would have been worried about his mental health. Is that not so? That's the new thing in vogue now. Mental health. They would have been worried about his mental health. They would have been calling friends to do GoFundMe so that they can go and take him to a psychologist because it is not normal for a human being to go through all of this and yet he's not saying anything. He's not cursing God to die as advised by his wife. He's not confessing his sins that he did. And some of us, some of these things resonate with us. We may not have all the kind of problems that Job had, but some, if you look at our lives, we may have something that resonates. Maybe you've lost a job. You've lost your money. You put money somewhere, hoping to put it together. And some people, they help you. Through the beautiful, beautiful apps that we have now. They just, your money. Like my driver was telling me, they stole his phone and then they borrowed money on him. Borrowed money from him. They borrowed money in his name. <laughs> and he had to pay the money back. He said he went to the bank. He was angry with the bank. He said, when I came to you, I asked you for a loan. You said you cannot give me because it's not salary account. How did somebody take a loan from my account? They said, sorry, sir. But he still had to pay the money. Some of us are stranded. We've tried all we know. We're not lazy. But we've done everything we know. Yet, it's looking like we don't know how to do it. Tell yourself you are in good company. Let me share a story about myself. In 2009, during the world financial meltdown, we had invested some amount of money, considerable, in the forex markets. Some people know the story. And my husband is the type that when he knows a road, if he knows a road, he will want to encourage everybody to go on that road. Me, I'm a bit more reserved. But that's my husband for you. If he sees something that is making money like this, he will call everybody, ah, come and make money, it's good though, you know, you know. So he did Bero Soccer. It's not only him. He invited his friends. So the money was plenty. So when the forex market went, bah! Everybody, all of us lost money. Big time. We had to pay back some debts. Then we had four cars. Out of the four was one official car. So we had three cars. We bought two brand new. The other one was a Tukumbo. Beautiful brands. 
We sold every single of those cars at useless price. Just to be able to. We were at the risk of losing our integrity, our name that we built for so long, and our church. It was like everything was going to be taken away from us. We were betrayed by close people, close friends. Some of them maligned us. Said all sorts of things about my husband. Ah, he's a former niner. He's a thief. He took money from us by false pretenses. Some went to the extent of taking him to the police station. Under false accusation. Just like those friends. When we got to the police station, what they said, okay, they are calling you, they are inviting you. We didn't take any, we didn't. So he went. By the time he got to the police station, they said there's an accusation of threat to life. Threat to life. That was the accusation somebody accused him of. Somebody was close to him. My husband said, threat to life? Whose life did I threaten? The police said, hey, if you are giving somebody money, it's not a threat to life. I'm telling you the honest truth. If you are owing him money, his money is his life. Hey, are you not threatening his life? My husband said, what? I was angry. I was furious. I was like, what? When you were making money, did you tell the police? But it's threat to life. You can imagine. That's why you judge people. You have to be very careful. You hear somebody about, something about somebody, you better be very careful. When you not carry another person's problem, don't carry somebody's curse because you don't know the story. You hear one pastor day, 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 on social media. It's from your mouth. Ha! Oh! Hey! Do you know the story? Are you aware of the intricacies and the details before you start opening your mouth? Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. When Miriam went against, uh, against Moses, God did not say that the both of them were from the same mother and father. Miriam was plagued with leprosy. She was his elder sister. God did not look at it. Be careful. I have never experienced that kind of a thing before in my life. In my entire life, I was totally devastated. Thank God for brethren. Thank God for members of the church who stood by us in our darkest moments. Some people left church because of it. Ah, they say pastor did for one night. Ah, hmm. I will cry myself to sleep. I will cry and cry and cry. I cannot tell him what I told you. Because I will be like 
digging him or burying him deeper. But I sensed something wrong at a time and I said, stop this. All this Berosoko that you are doing, stop. He said, ha, how can I see what will benefit my brothers and my sisters? And I will keep quiet. So we had to sell everything we could sell. In fact, if there was anything that was existing in the spirit, we would have sold it. I, we lost every money we had. We were broke. I've never been in that kind of situation before. I was almost tempted to say, God, is this the man you gave me? Is this the life you gave me? But I know what I heard from God. And so sometimes I would cry. I would go to work with tears. My heart was heavy. But you know, we are pastors. Even though you are dying gradually, you still have to say praise God. You still have to come on Sunday and package yourself. Because people need you. It was in 2009, in my darkest hour, that God gave me this scripture. That I saw it for the very first time in my entire life. I never knew that 2023, God was going to be saying the same thing again. So I know, beyond a shadow of doubt, that God wants to transform your life. Because that was the turning point for me. I would cry with the scripture. I would be confessing the scripture with tears. It was like a breath of fresh water for me. And I hung to it like somebody who was drowning. And I would declare at the scent of water I will board again. At the scent of water we will come back again. At the scent of water, we will be revived again. At the scent of water, life is coming. We're taking back everything we have lost. And gradually, God started the recovery process for us. Mother would take, person that was riding car before, he would take bus. He would take Okada. Anyhow, mom was you know, when you are down, there's no shame again. One person just look and say, How can my pastor be walking on the road? Oh, no, no. He gave me a car. And the recovery process started. I want to announce to you that no matter what you are going through, your God will never leave you, He will not forsake you. Because he said it in Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6. He says, be strong and of good courage. You are down. The devil expects you not to have courage. He wants you to faint. He wants you to be af afraid. But God is saying here, he says, be strong. Be courageous. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. 
He will not leave you. Despite everything that Job was encountering, God did not leave him. God did not leave him. If God can turn the situation of a dead tree alive, how much more you? A dead tree that God can use seven others to replace it and nobody will know. If God can turn the situation of a dead tree around, he will do it for you. He will turn your situation around. You will part with life again. You will be restored. You will be revived in the name of Jesus. You, his princess. The one he bought with his precious blood. The one he calls the apple of his eyes. You know, sometimes we need to look at ourselves and say, I'm the apple of his eyes. Irrespective of what I'm going through, I'm still the apple of his eyes. There's hope for you. Declare to yourself, say, There's hope for me. There's hope for me. What is the scent of water? It's a message of hope in the midst of hopelessness. If you look at our country today, that you will sleep yesterday, dollars will be 1,050, and you will wake up the next day. It is 1,450. That means to sleep and wake up now. You don't know what can happen. But God knew ahead of time. And that's why he sent this message of hope ahead. Your sense of water can be from the message that you hear as we're sharing this afternoon. It could be from a verse of God's word just as he gave me in 2009. Who will you go and meet as a pastor? They come and meet you. You have to be with God alone. Trust me. When you see pastors converging together and having meetings, it's not because they don't, want, they, don't, they don't know what else to do. It's because it's lonely at the top. Everybody expects so much from you. If you cry, they will say, ah, he pastor is crying. They expect you to be macho. They expect that even when your child dies, you will still go to church and preach. But if their own child dies, they will be at home for three months. They will say, you should understand. If you lose your job, they expect you to come for the name. You lose your baby yesterday. Oh, they will call and say, ah, pastor. ceremony. So people will not ask. They will just send you the details. And say, Reverend, we are expecting you at 10 a.m. for the naming. No mention of what happened. It could be the ministration of the Holy Spirit and you just hear a word. A word of prophecy. That could be your own scent of water. It could be a testimony. Like we're hearing the testimony of Pastor Sumbo. Somebody may be saying, God, 
20 years is gone. I don't have a child. And you hear somebody that is 21 years. You say, there's hope for me. Or you've had a child before. You're saying, ah. <laughs> Person will be very himself, never get us back. It's me that is uh, after one. Then you now hear the one, the person whose case is after two. You will receive hope. And say, if God can do it for after two. Now all this just half. <laughs> He's still a baby. And God can do it. It could be a song that ministered to you. I remember during that time, I cannot even remember the song again. But I don't know what just happened. For about five days on the radio, one particular song from TGJ kept playing. Every day, that song would play. I don't know how. But every day I put on my radio going to work, that song would play. And in my car with tears in my eyes, I'll be singing along. The scent of water is the integrity. He's telling you about the integrity of God's word. And it's ability that does not wane over time. I don't care how long it takes. His ability does not wane over time. It's the confirmation that life can burst out from anything. Whether it is old, whether it's dying, whether it is dead, whether it is decayed. No matter the stage, God's ability can, can overcome everything. He can cancel it. Whether it is old, God's ability can handle it. Whether it is dying, God's ability can handle it. Whether it is dead, God can handle it. Whether it is decayed, God can handle it. Let me digress. <laughs> you know the story of Samson? Not our brother. You know, he was uh, he liked fine, fine women. And he doesn't stay within his limits. He doesn't know boundary. Like some of us. We're tongue-talking. Holy Ghost filled. But we don't know boundary. The mercy of God will still prevail for you. But don't stay in that situation. So he went and followed woman. He went to Timna to go and follow woman. The whole of Israel was there. There was no woman. On his way, a lion approached him. And he saw the lion to bits. Went his way. Finished his business in Timna. He was coming back home. Then he saw the Cops, the carcass of the lion. But guess what? It was not just a carcass that he saw. The Bible says that in that carcass of the lion, a host of bees decided to form a colony there. They did not only form colony, they produced honey. God brought sweetness out of decay. You know, if it is swarm of bees that we saw the uh, flies, it is natural. It's normal. Is that not so? If it was vulture we saw there, 
We know that where the carcass is, the vulture will gather. It's normal. But you see host of bees in the carcass of an animal. I, I I've not read my biology reached that side. God was giving a message through that. That even when it is decaying, I can bring sweetness out of it. Decay cannot stop my ability. Decay cannot stop God. That was why Jesus wanted to show them. He said, Lazarus is sick, Abi. Yeah, let him be sick. It's not yet time. So when Lazarus was completely decaying and he's smelling, Jesus said, let's go and wake him. Do you wake a decayed being or somebody that is sleeping? But God wanted to prove a point that in the midst of the decay, I will bring a testimony out. I will bring a song out. I will bring hope out. And I declare concerning you that out of your decay, sweetness will come forth. In the name of Jesus. You know, as I was praying yesterday, just going through it again, God spoke to my heart and said that there is somebody here, I don't know whether you are online or on site, that you are mourning the death of a relationship. You thought that relationship will end in marriage. But alas, it didn't. God said I will bring sweetness out of that decay. Amen. He says out of that dead relationship, another relationship will emerge that will lead you to the altar. Amen. If you can just believe him. Let's look at another person's story. <laughs> Prophet Ezekiel, in the valley of dry bones, Ezekiel chapter 37. I'm here to declare to you that you see God is a master creator, master planner, master strategy when things are bad. They don't face him. In Ezekiel 37 verse 1 to 2, Bible says the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of, in the, spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, look at the categorization. They were very dry. They were very dry. The prophet looked at the whole valley, a whole valley, and it was full of dead men's bones. Do people look at your life and say, there's nothing, I can't see anything good. I, I, I've looked. It's just disappointment I can see. It's just failure I can see. Tell them that at the center of water. You see that dead valley that was full of dry bones? We can, you know, look at it and say, this is dead dreams. It can be categorized like dead dreams. 
dead aspirations, dead ambitions, dead projects. You know, some of us, we have projects that we have left. We have abandoned them. As far as we are concerned, what's in law? Just leave it. Dead wombs. Dead businesses. Dead careers. Dead relationships. Dead opportunities. But what did God say? God says that with him, nothing is impossible. And he proved it to Ezekiel. You know, if you look at those people, those value of dead bones, for Ezekiel to say they are very dry, that means Ojotikbe is long. Time has elapsed. These were former soldiers, warriors, people who were people we are proud of. And they say, My brother is, the, is a lieutenant general in the army. He's a colonel. He fights for the government. Their government has forgotten them. Their families have forgotten them. Their friends, they were memories. Their children said, have forgotten them. Everybody has abandoned them. You can imagine they died and nobody even came to bury them. They were left under the sun, drying away. Everybody forgot. But not God. Everybody may have forgotten you. Tell yourself, I don't need anybody. I just need God. See, if God has not forgotten you, everybody that forgot you will come back to remember you. That was what happened to Job. All they would have accused him. He now became the prophet of their lives. <laughs> Everyone who thought that it is over for you, the Lord will give you a song in the name of Jesus. They will come to find out from you how it has been. Isaiah 49, 14 to 16. He says, but Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. And my Lord has forgotten me. He now replied, he says, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? He says, surely they may forget. We are, they are humans. We have seen women who left their children in one husband's house and went to another place. Is that not so? It's not normal. That was why he started with, can a woman forget her suckling children? Because it's not normal. He said, but we know some sonlory people that their head is not correct. 
That plus children plus baby plus everything they will, they will forget because of one thing or the other. He said, surely they may forget. He says, but I will not forget you. He said, now let me show you why I will not forget you. He said, I have inscribed you in the palms of my hand. <laughs> How many of you will wake up throughout a day that you will not see the palm of your hand? Has it ever happened before? That in a whole day, you will not look at the palm of your hand. That means to say, everywhere God goes, if he goes anywhere, he sees you. He says, your words are continually before me. Your words are continually before me. So don't worry. Don't worry. The scent of water, like we said, it can be a word. It can be a testimony. It can be a prophecy. It can be a scripture in the Bible. It can be a word from God by prophecy, by, by ministration. He said, but when you take that word, it will resurrect, devastated, destroyed, dead, de whatever thing you call it, God will give it life. Whatever D they call it, whether it is devastated, whether it is destroyed, whether it is dead, whether it is decayed, God will give life to it. I have had the story of somebody who did not have a womb. Forget it. We don't need move, move to have a child now. He's a specialist. I had a story of a woman who because she had a lot of fibroids, they had to take out her womb. So in that case, we will say it is dead. Is that not so? The case is what? Closed. But the one who says it is not over. He says who will say when God has not said. So he did his own thing. Without whom, child grew. When the stomach was growing, the doctors were saying, no, possible. We have a doctor, we are called possible. No, it's not. Maybe it's just saying something. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's fluid that is gathering. Maybe it's fluid that is gathering. Maybe it is fluid that is gathering. Maybe it is fluid that is gathering. But when the gathering was complete, nine months after, a baby came out of the fluid. Three days ago, I was doing a research. And I saw the testimony of a 68-year-old woman. What did I say? 68 year old. She became a mother of twin. In this Nigeria. I don't care how old this age is. 68. You know, Pastor Super said something. He said, when it is late, it's because God wants to come big. <laughs> so people started coming. Newspapers started coming to visit her. She became a celebrity. Suddenly. She not get money about a celebrity. So she's on YouTube. Some of us are not on YouTube. She's on YouTube. The husband was telling this story. He said, ah, so how did you cope? How did you? He said, ah, 
A time came, the family were putting pressure on me, putting pressure on me. As you go and marry a younger person, as you go and marry, but I said that God will do it. And so they kept doing IVF. They did four failed IVFs. Four. You can imagine at that age to be doing IVF. People will call you and say, Mama, this is supposed to be pension money. Pension. Pension money. Don't use this money again. Just use it to enjoy yourself. But she believed. There are some younger people that went through IVF. They didn't come out with anything. But she came out with twins. After the fourth attempt. I know somebody who did 12 failed attempts. 12. 12. 12. One dozen. Go and check. It's not cheap. At least now that it's coming down, it's, it's still around 1 million. So calculate 1 million times 12. 12 million. Nothing to show for it. Nothing. Nothing. At the scent of water. She said she just held on to God. And said, God will do my own. If God did it for Sarah, if God did it for Sarah, I'm not as old as Sarah. I will carry my own. Her own scent of water. She held on to it. People were making fun of her. People were jesting. People were doing all sorts. But the story has what? My friend, it's not how many, it's not how old your children are sometimes. When they say, let all mothers come out. Hey, whether you are a mother at 68 or a mother at 25, when they say, all mothers come out, auntie, she will come out. Nobody will be asking, how old is your son? Mm -hmm, it's not a question. If they say, we want to bless all the mothers of twins, she will come out though. 46 year delay. Do the math. 46 years. Let me talk like my people from the southeast. 46 years. But she held on to God. Your own is 15. You begin to say, I don't even know self. If I did that church self, I don't even pray. I want to go to the place where they are praying. Where they are praying. Where they are praying. That's where I will get my miracle. What did Pastor Super tell you? Whether you are in the room, whether you are in the bathroom, whether you are in the toilet, the Bible says, where you pray in his name. We have become prostitutes. We go everywhere. Ah, that place now they worship, then they worship. They don't know. To, that was how someone. See, it's God's word. If you will believe. Everybody Jesus met, he didn't take them to Ryoke. Some people even collected their miracle without his permission. Hey. Some people collected miracle without his permission. Mrs. Woman with the issue of blood, they were, he were. <laughs> you know, no wait. If you just pass by this street, I will block you. I will block you. If not that Jesus knew that power left him, she wanted to take that miracle and run. She would just go back to the priests with full chest and say, I'm cleaned. He said, from where? He said, oh, go and do the test. 
How did you get clean? It's not your concern. Am I clean or am I not clean? Can I go on the road now? That was her scent of water. Jesus is coming to town. She heard the word. And she plugged it with faith. I knew another pastor. Ah, see, eh? That word that Pastor Sumbo said, I'm going to go and ruminate over it. When God is late, it's coming big. So, anytime I'm looking for something that is late, I'll be saying, God, ah, will I say, this one, a Rose Royce testimonial. 27 years waiting on the Lord. I was at their wedding in 1991. I was an undergraduate. All my children are older than their children. But it doesn't matter. When they call parents, they will come out. 27 years. I think God likes those double-double miracles. He just gave them double like that. Double for your trouble. The scent of water. That it is not over for you unless God says so. The only person that can stop you is you. Even God cannot stop you if you believe in him. He says, what? That was why he said, what things soever you desire, blank check. He can't stop you if you believe. Huh. He said you will collect. Now after you collect, it's not between you and the thing you collected. But faith will get something from God. It will always get something from God. Irrespective of how long it is. It's not how long actually, it is how well. There's someone here. Your brother. Your brother left home. And the family has regarded him as dead to them. They believe that he has sold the name of the family because you all are believers. God wants me to ask you, can this boy come back home again? Do you believe? And I can bring him back home. Not only bring him back home, but restore him. If I were you, I would just say, Lord, I believe. God said, if you can believe it, I will bring him back home. And I will restore him. God will restore him. I prophesy over every one of you. I want you to stand up to your feet. Kabo <laughs> in the name of the Lord Jesus every negativity around your life is turned around in the name of Jesus every despair is turned around in the mighty name of Jesus every despondency is turned around in the name of Jesus 
Every disappointment is turned around in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every sadness, every everything that has caused you to shed tears will turn around and become tears of joy in the mighty name of Jesus. I command hope to rise. I command every dead business to come alive. Every dead career come alive. Every dead womb come alive. Every dead community come alive. Let there be revival. Let there be renewal. Let there be rejuvenation. In the name of Jesus. Can I have your seats? What do you do with the scent of water? What do you do with the scent of water? Micah said in Micah chapter 7 verse 8. He says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Because when I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. When the word comes, when the testimony comes, when that scripture comes, when that message comes, what do you do with it? You begin to declare. You begin to declare what you want God to do for you. You begin to speak against that thing that you are seeing. The Bible says against hope. Abraham believed in hope. Because you see, as we are living here, it doesn't mean it's going to change. Overnight. Some of you will get an instant miracle. But for some of us, it will still have a passage of time. For example, you are looking for a baby. There will, still a pass, it, it, there will still be a passage of time. You will still have to meet with your husband. The egg and the sperm will still have to what fertilize, but you begin to declare, just as Pastor Sumbo declared, that God has done it. The Bible says that if a righteous man falls seven times, seven times he will rise again. He said, You're not fit for that job. He said, Ah, they are lost. You did an application. And the application came back and it was negative. Don't say, hey, after we went for sent of water, shall be they prophesied, shall be they declared, shall be they gave testimony, shall be, hey, hey. Declare. I say, a bigger one is coming. My delay is not my denial. I don't care whether it is decayed. It is coming alive. Because the scent of water has already come out. It is over that situation. Micah was making his boast in the Lord. He said, don't rejoice over me. If you like, come meet him because of me. Come and accuse me that eh, maybe I did something wrong. He said, don't rejoice. He said, because <laughs> when I fall, I am going to arise. So don't rejoice. Don't be too happy. Because when I want to share the invitation card, I may not remember your phone number. to keep hope alive. Make your declaration. I don't care what I meet in the market, my children know. No matter the price of what you call it in the market, the first thing that will come out of my mouth is I will not eat stone. Sam, if you like, let dollar be 2,000 naira. I will not eat stone. I will eat the good of this land. 
or any land that I chose to go. Why? Because God will make a way. He's the, he's the perfect one. He's the way maker. He will just open one idea for you. Things that doesn't make sense. Like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now it's a brand name. Even his grandchildren cannot be poor. Before his grandchildren cannot live on his uh, retiree soldier's salary. Pension. But only God gave him, God gave him something that outlasted him. That outlived him. That's how God will do it for you. Don't always look at the things that are probable. He's the probability specialist. People will just want something that doesn't make sense, but you, you, you thought about it some years ago. Today, people are packaging fish abroad. Before, before who thought of that? He said, don't, don't gloat over me. Because I hope in God. Let me tell you what the biblical meaning of hope is. Pastor Tosin shared something with us on Sunday. It has been racking my head. As in, you know when you say, I hope so, I hope so. It looks as if it's a negative thing. You are not, you are not really wishing. He said the biblical meaning of hope. I wrote it down. He said it refers to a positive expectation of good. Positive expectation. So you are positive, you are expecting it, and what you are expecting is good. Romans 15, 13. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may over us. You will not only flow, you will overflow. Where it was not enough, it will be more than enough. Where it was inadequate, it will be more than adequate. Where you were, you were, you were trying to pull it to make ends meet, you will become a blessing. When a dead and decaying lion started benefiting mankind. The Bible said that Samson took that honey homo. They lick it at home. A dead, decaying animal became a source of refreshment, of replenishment to others. Irrespective of how dead that situation is, it will come alive in the name of Jesus. It will be a source of not only replenishment and refreshment to you, but to others. If God is called the God of hope, then when you hope in him, he will fill you with joy and peace. Huh. Ay, ay, ay. He will fill you. I declare over you. That when men say there is no hope, there is hope for you. When doctors say there is no hope, there is hope for you. When your family member walk away from you and say there is nothing good that can come out of your life, hope will arise for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. When even preachers, sometimes preachers, we can be wrong. We can be wrong. 
We are men. Like I always say. They call us men of God. What is the first place thing? Men. That was how they looked at Kenneth Egan. Who had a, a hole in his heart. And a blood issue. The doctors have said, hey, well, Hey, man, no, what you? This one is a, just go and look for a nice coffin and a good place to bury him. Preachers came to his house. They looked at his mother. Ah, Mama, this one no go last, so you know, not worry. To the point that he was expecting a pastor to come and pray for him. They didn't come. Why? They have given up. So pastors too can give up because they are primarily what? Men of God. But I declare to you this afternoon, even when men of God give up on you, God will not give up on you. Hope will arise for you in the name of Jesus. When men say there is a casting down, I declare over your life, it is a lifting up for you in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says that when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. And our mouth was filled with laughter. And our voice was singing. And the nation said of them, see what the Lord has done. That shall be your story. That shall be your testimony. I want you to rise up your feet and let us begin to worship God. That is your testimony. Hope is arising in your heart. He's filling your heart with joy and peace. The joy that passes all understanding. The peace that passes all understanding. He's causing you to come into your place. The place ordained for you. Oh, Kabo Shataya. Oh, just begin to worship him. Begin to worship him. Choir, help us. Begin to worship him. Begin to worship him. Oh,
There were some there were some instances that I cited while I was preaching. If you are in any of those situations, it's not a time to be shy. It's not a time to be shy. I just want to agree with you. That out of the death of that relationship, another one will come up. Another one will come out. Whether it is your situation is like, you know, your brother or your sibling was a brother I saw actually. And you, you just want to say, Lord, I need somebody to just agree with me and say, I believe, Lord, I believe. You can come out and let's agree together. There's someone here as well. You've done all that you know concerning a business proposal. In fact, you use people, you use people, I mean, you use people, 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 you use people. Big, big people, big, big people, big, big names. Big, big names. It didn't work. And people told you, they said, well, don't leave it. This one is not your own. God said, you have not used me. You have not used my name. You have not introduced me to it. You have done all you can with men. Say, but you have not introduced me. He said, Don't give up. Men told you to leave it. They said, Rest that matter. Rest it. Say, I don't want you to rest it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. You don't need anybody's name. My name is sufficient. He says, I will open doors where no man can shut. No man can shut that door when I open it. If you're here, please come out. I'm hearing the word decay. I'm hearing the word decay. I don't know what it is. If there's anything that, that is like decay in your life, that's all I'm hearing. Decay. Decay. If there's anything that you feel is decaying, come out. <laughs> the impossibility specialist is in the house. Actually, it's getting clearer. There was a miscarriage. There was a miscarriage. And then they evacuated the baby. But it was like they didn't finish it. So something, part of the baby 
or the fetus rather, started to decay. Started to decay. I, I'm seeing the picture clearer now. It's like part of the whether I don't know what it is, but there was a part of the baby that was not fully evacuated and it caused a decay. So you went back for another one. And they said because of what has happened, your possibility of conceiving is very slim. God doesn't need any slim possibility. If, I, if they say it is impossible, he can do it. Whether it is you or somebody that you know, this one I'm very sure. I am too sure. You know there are times I tell you, when I'm ministering, I say, I am as sure of it as my name is Olushade. I'm sure. I'm sure. I am sure. Kabo Shate.
Like it gives you headache and you've gone to the doctors you've gone you've gone everywhere i don't know what what triggered that headache but they've they've, they've told you they said you will have to live with it <laughs> you don't have to live with it you don't have to live with it there is hope in the house the god of hope is in the house if you are in that situation Something has you have it is like recurring headache, recurring headache, and the doctors have said to you, you will have to live with it. You will have to live with it. You will have to live with it. If you are here, please come. The God of hope is in the house. The God of hope is in the house. I'm very sure. This is how God ministers to me. I see pictures. I was just see pictures. And I saw somebody holding on to the head like this. Just holding on to the head. And I heard the doctor say, you will have to live with it. If you are online, I decree in the name of Jesus. I decree in the name of Jesus you foul spirit that is behind that headache I command you to go right now in the name of Jesus I command you to live right now in the name of Jesus I command you to go right now in the name of Jesus I command that from henceforth from henceforth from henceforth there shall be no more, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Is it her? Hey, is it you? You won't live with it. You will not live with it. You will not live with it. You will not live with it. The Bible says whom the Son of God makes free is free indeed. I command you to be free indeed in the name of Jesus. You are free indeed. You are free indeed. You are free indeed. You are free indeed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. If you have a financial deadline, I'm not talking about any kind of thing. 
but this one is a particular deadline it's a financial deadline and you need you look around nothing and you want us to agree that Lord help me please come not just any kind though not any kind but this one it says you, you, you yourself you know you know that it is a you know you know our God is the one that makes a way where there seems to be no way he makes a way where there seems to be no way so we're just going to ask him we're just going to ask him father make a way father make a way father make a way in the name of Jesus father make a way father make a way in the name of Jesus father make a way father make a way in the name of Jesus, Father, make a way. Father, make a way. In the name of Jesus, Father, make a way. Father, make a way. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, make a way. Father. Make a way. Father, make a way. In the name of Jesus. Father, we trust you that you will make a way. We trust you that you will make a way. In the name of Jesus. Father, we trust you that you will make a way. A testimony will come forth. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Ayabo shamana manande, roko boso plegede bo 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 bo. Father, make a way. Thank you for making a way. Thank you, Father, for making a way. Thank you for making a way. Thank you for making a way, O God. In the name of Jesus, oh, we give praise. I declare over your children in the mighty name of Jesus for everyone watching oh God both online and on site Lord let there be a deluge of your blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Father Lord we ask that you will open up doors for us where no man can shut in the name of Jesus Father Lord at the sight of your word Lord when we see the sight of water Lord, life is coming. We speak life. Every dead situation comes alive. Every dead business comes alive. Every dead home comes alive. Every dead womb comes alive. Every dead relationship comes alive. Every dead family. But I bet you know there are members of the family 
I have not yet saved, oh God. Lord, we say that their lives begin to turn around. They have an encounter with you. In the name of Jesus, the lost comes home. The prodigal returns. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, out of every decaying situation, sweetness is coming forth. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every dead situation, there's revival in the mighty name of Jesus. The revival in the name of Jesus. They come alive in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise, O oh God. We give you praise, O oh God. We give you praise, O oh God. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you are yet to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.